This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Our show is all about the latest in smartphones and apps and mobile technology, and we've got a great program for you today. Uh, later on, we'll uh, be talking about some of the cool new phones coming out in the next uh, few months uh, from Samsung, Google, and uh, even Huawei. They're still in the game, apparently. And uh, we'll be talking about planned obsolescence. We have so many tech uh, gadgets and, and gear, and, and it seems more and more they're not lasting as long, John. Uh, you know, you might only get a few years of uh, updates, uh, you know, for your smartphones. But we also have all these digital assistants and, and other devices as well. Both Amazon and Google have announced uh, planned obsolescence of certain devices this week. So we'll tell you about uh, some of those items and see if you've got them uh, in your house or on you. John, let's uh, talk about some of the uh, the tech news uh, now. This was kind of interesting. Apple is bringing digital student ID cards to iPhone and Apple Watches in Canada. Yeah, this is something that, uh, you know, they, they with iOS 15, they had announced that uh, you're going to be able to do digital driver's licenses in some states in the U.S., but now they're actually extending this to student IDs and in Canada, which I think is really cool. I, I would just love to have my my ID on my phone, like my driver's license and what have you. Like I hate carrying around a fat wallet, so I think this is a, a great step in the right direction uh, for that. So there's a, a couple schools uh, in Canada that it will be starting out with. So so far, it's the University of New Brunswick and. Sheridan College uh, will uh, have this feature. So basically, instead of having to carry a card around or anything like that, it will all be in the Apple Wallet uh, that uh, you'll be able to access it uh, either through your iPhone or if you've got an Apple Watch, you'll be able to use it as well. Yeah, which is just awesome. And like you said, I can't wait till we can just put everything digitally and, and trust that it's actually you know there and real. That's my big concern with digital wallets and digital passports is how do you verify that it's actually legitimate and not just a screenshot or a Photoshop image? Well, I can hardly wait for the day that we can have things like our driver's license or even our passports on our phone. So uh, I think we're a little ways away from that, but dare to dream. Uh, also in the, the mobile news, uh, the crime tracking app Citizen now includes uh, a premium priced safety helpline. I don't know. Have you used this app at all, John? No, I'm not even sure if it's available in Canada. Um, basically, this is um, it's like an emergency response service. So basically, um, you have access to um, uh, this service called Protect, which costs 20 bucks a month. And it builds on a beta program that they had earlier this year. And part of what they do is they have a crime mapping system tied into a live broadcasting platform and working with private security services. So again, kind of like minority report ish, right? Where all these things are are talking to each other now, as opposed to being discrete separate services or, or actual companies doing things. And um, what they, what this thing is, is essentially it's a, it's a safety line that you can call um, based on location tracking so there's a number of things that can happen. And so when a subscriber opens the app, they can hit a button to call an agent via video, audio, or text. And then they're supposed to um, talk through the unsafe scenarios, you know, how to get out of that situation that they're in. Or they can also um, dispatch, you know, emergency personnel 
and or a designated emergency contact uh, to come pick them up, for example. So I don't know. It's it's one of those, again, slippery slope things, right? Like, yeah. Because this is a private security firm. This isn't directly related to your local police or emergency services. And um, it's basically a two-way system where users can request help. Yeah, they've, help. They, they've got a protect mode that you can turn on. And if you yeah. do that, then the phone uh, listens for any you know, noises or signs of distress, like screaming, yeah. and will connect you uh, to like 911 if you, know, you don't say anything after, after that. Um, so I think this is only available in the U.S. right now. Uh, you know, we'll have to see when it uh, might be available in Canada. But you know, 20 bucks a month, and all they're kind of doing is just they'll phone 911 for you. Yeah. Well, they'll be that friend on the other end of the line that, you know, I think a lot of people when they're walking home or something like that, they might call a friend saying, hey, just stay on the line until I get home safely. This is essentially what they're offering. And then they can help you if you get into a situation that maybe is unsafe. Uh, John, I, I didn't know this was a problem, but I'm colorblind. Uh, apparently with the, the newer iPhones, you've got an iPhone 12. I do as well. Uh, sometimes if you shoot towards the sun, you get uh, green flares. Like lens flares, yes. yeah. And I, I shoot like I shoot sunshots all the time, but again, because I'm colorblind, I guess I don't see them. Right. Yeah. No. This was something that I addressed in my my review of the iPhone 12 when we first got them, and I I went to the Sunshine Coast, uh, just not like I think the day after I got my iPhone 12 Pro, and I was taking a bunch of sunset shots along the beach, and it was amazing. And then I'm like what is this green dot on everything? And you can, you have to sort of like angle your phone to sort of get it away from, you know, whatever's in your foreground that you don't want ruined by this green thing. But now in iOS 15, um, Apple is going to make it so that artificial intelligence will actually identify that green lens flare and remove it. Finally. (laughs) You still see it when you're taking the photo, but it won't be actually on the photo that was saved to your phone. So, I think that's a that's going to be amazing because um, I just hope it works well because sometimes these automated removal functionality they they leave a little bit of a uh, it's kind of like a faded tattoo look right like there's there's something something was there but it's not there anymore but you can still tell like a stain almost yeah so so John I, I haven't tried it yet but. Well, I'm going to have to try it and see if it uh, if it works. Uh, so as you know, I, I was traveling over the past uh, week and a half. I uh, did a trip to Toronto, and then I went down to New York City. Um, and it, it's it's been an interesting journey, you know, especially during the pandemic here. And there's so many different requirements. And I know some of those might be going away. But, you know, to go down to the U.S., John, I had to get a COVID test, uh, you know, an antigen test to go down there and show proof of that. And then coming back into Canada, I had to show proof of my vaccination and I had to get a, a PCR test, uh, which, you know, was a fairly easy thing to do down there. I think you can throw a rock in, in New York City and hit a COVID testing <laughs> clinic or they've got like these mobile vans uh, everywhere. But we're starting to see a lot of um, countries and even here in Canada, they're talking about it. Quebec wants to roll out a digital vac- vaccine passport that people would have to have if they want to go into restaurants and bars and gyms and movie theaters, uh, you know, to prove that they've been double vaccinated. But in my travel, John, it's not that 
I don't know how reliable it is. Do you know what I mean? Like when I was showing the different people this, you know, when I'm coming back, for example, you know, I had to show that I was double vaccinated and I asked, can I just show you the picture of it? And they're like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you know, obviously something I could create in, in Photoshop or, you know, any desktop publishing program pretty quick. Uh, And the PCR test, John, how do they know what clinics are what? Like I, the the gate attendant yeah. basically just looked at my phone and, and zoomed in just to see that it said negative. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> well, and I imagine, especially like in New York City, where there's, you know, you throw a rock and you, you hit a, a clinic. I bet every clinic has a different way of showing you your results. There's no they, they do, standard. Yeah. yeah, they've all got their own certificate that they, they right. email you, right? that they made in Microsoft word. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and then, you know, the big to do is like, you got to enter everything into the arrive can app. Yes. But uh, I don't know. It, it's just, there's so many different variables. There's so many different ways you can fake this stuff as well, John. Yeah. Well, that, that was, that was my problem with it all. It's like, why don't we have like a federally unrecognized, vaccination document for one let forget about the passport side of things but just just so that you know you can move freely around the country with the same type of document and people know and also what's like the one i got from the bc health authority was looked like i could have done it in photoshop and you know it there's nothing unique about it there's no anti-counterfeit fitting measures or anything like it's very easy to just scan it and change the name yeah, I don't think it's a popular thing, you know, especially in the months previous to bring that up, right? Because no one wants yeah. to have a digital vaccine passport that you need to show to get into a restaurant or a movie yeah. theater. But I, I think it's going that way, don't you? Absolutely. How do you feel about it? Good? Bad? I, I'm fine with it because yeah. I'm vaccinated. But I know, a lot, I know of people I, a lot of people I talk to, though, John, do not like it. But I, I just don't know what the alternatives are. Well, maybe we all get chips inserted and then we get scanned like we're <laughs> lost puppies. I vaccinated. better call Bill Gates. Yeah. <laughs> You're tuned into the app show, Mike and John here. We've got uh, still a lot more to talk about. Uh, coming up on our next segment, we're going to talk about planned obsolescence. There's uh, uh, some announcements from Google and Amazon talking about some of their devices that uh, they're not going to be supporting anymore. Do you have some of them? Well, stay tuned. Back after this. You're back with the App Show. Mike and John here. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some devices from Amazon and Google that uh, will stop functioning in some aspects uh, or will have reduced features. Uh, before we get to that, uh, I want to talk about the contest, John, and we're giving away some uh, cool stuff from Kingston Technology. So you have a chance to win uh, some memory for your computer, your desktop computer. We're giving away three sets of their new Kingston Fury 64 gigabyte RGB memory. I know that's a mouthful, but if you've uh, got a desktop computer, 64 gigabytes is a lot of memory. And uh, these uh, these ones are cool because they're RGB. They actually light up. So if you're into building your own uh, computer or gaming system, these things are amazing. They're valued at over 300 uh, bucks each, giving away three sets of those. And also uh, giving away five Fury merchandise packs from Kingston as well. Everything from hoodies, t-shirts, to hats, and more. If you want a chance to win, getconnectedmedia.com. 
John, so technology obviously changes so quickly and, you know, eventually some of these devices uh, just can't function anymore because they have to continually get updates and security updates. uh, And uh, we're going to talk about some of the ones from Google and Amazon. I I think we mentioned this on one of our shows uh, about a week ago. Amazon Kindles, if you've got some of the first generation uh, models, uh, the the connectivity is not going to work anymore. They actually had their own uh, cellular service that they used to update uh, the ebooks if you wanted to buy a new one, but uh, that won't work in first and second generation Kindles. They'll lose all yeah. of their connectivity when uh, 3G uh, dies. And and some of these were 2G even. So, yeah. I mean, the nice thing about ebooks is they're usually really tiny, so you don't need a big data pipe. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so if you have one of those older devices, you, you know, the thing is, like, I don't know if this is like, we're calling the segment planned obsolescence. This isn't really planned, right? Like, eventually technology will change and those things will be retired. But I don't think they purposely sold this to, you know, oh, it's going to die in 10 years. I'm actually, I'd be surprised if they thought it was going to be, some of these things will still be in use after 10 years. Well, that's a good point. Uh, so the other one we're going to talk about is um, Google Android, which runs on, you know, the, the majority of world's smartphones out there. So if uh, you've got a Google uh, Android device that runs Android 2.3.7 or lower, starting in September uh, of 2021 here, uh, the company says uh, you may get errors when you try to sign in with your username or password and use other Google products like Gmail, YouTube, and Maps. So essentially, they're not going to work anymore. Yeah, because, I mean, this is a bit this particular version of Android is the last version of gingerbread that was released. And this is 10 years ago. Yeah, I know. But I'm, I'm less worried about the, someone rocking the the old Android phone that has this on it still. Cause you know, Hey, props to you. You got a long life out of your phone. (laughs) (laughs) You got Um, your money's worth, right? Yeah. And it might still work as a phone. You might not just be able to use some of the apps on it, but you probably have been having app problems for a while. If you're still rocking the gingerbread, um, but it's more of the, some of the embedded systems that there's a lot of systems that use Android that aren't phones too. TVs and things like that. Yeah. And a lot of smart devices and that kind of thing. Uh, a lot of these TV boxes, the smart TV functionality on some TVs. Uh, we've got some projectors that have Android in them, like, you know, and they're not the latest version of Android. They're generally older versions that have been modified a bit to work in that particular environment. So it could be interesting some of these older devices that you might have that you wouldn't think of because uh, it's not like a phone, but it still was running a version of Android on it that could fall into the same bucket. Well, it's interesting. Like, I guess eventually these things get out of date. You know, my, my parents, they had an iPad uh, and I forget what generation, but it was a way back. It was one of the first ones that had the lightning connector. Yep. as opposed to the older 30-pin. And they loved that thing. They used it for surfing the web. And a big thing they loved doing with it is Skype. Uh, they would yeah. Skype uh, their brothers and sisters over in Denmark with it. But it, eventually, um, it it got to a point where Skype wouldn't work anymore. Skype updated to the, the latest version of Skype, but it wouldn't work on, I think, iOS 9 and before. And their iPad couldn't be updated any further. So Skype just died. It just couldn't yeah. work, which kind of made made it useless. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't even go back and use the old Skype. Yeah. Well, that's one of those things. You know, it's a little bit of a catch 22 for us. Cause we're always telling people, make sure you turn on auto updates. Right. Yeah. 
keep everything up to date because there's a reason why and it's not just because of some new feature it's usually a security reason because someone figured out a way to backdoor to get in through skype to hack your your banking information for god knows what right so but turning that on also at some point in the future you're going to hit this wall like your parents did where skype's going to stop working because it updated and or it failed to update and then the, the platform itself requires the updated version to actually run. So, so your parents basically had to get a new iPad. They did, <laughs> but you know what? It turned out okay because the new iPad was just like way faster and could do a lot more stuff. So I think in the end they were okay with it. We're going to have to take a break when we come back. Still a lot more to talk about here on the App Show. Uh, We'll be chatting about some really cool new phones coming out over the next uh, few months here. Everything from uh, Samsung flip phones, folding phones, uh, to new Huawei stuff, and even a new Google Pixel 6. Stay tuned. You're back with the program. Mike and John here. Lots of uh, new phones uh, coming out this fall, and uh, Samsung is going to be announcing some coming up uh, this uh, next week here. But... uh, We've uh, gathered up some of the rumors, and uh, it always seems with the Samsung stuff that the rumors typically tend out to be pretty true, John. Yeah, it's amazing how many things get leaked um, from various sources. There's a few people that are kind of famous on the internet for being the point of origin for some of these leaks. So um, one thing that has been confirmed, though, by Samsung is that uh, we're going to be seeing the next iteration of their foldables, which, you know, we really liked you, you've been rocking the foldables for, for the last year. And yeah, I, I really like the, um, the, um, the galaxy flip, uh, two uh, phone. Uh, it's small. Like it almost looks like, uh, you know, the, uh, the old, uh, Nintendo game boys, the folding ones. Um, yeah. but it's so easy to keep in the pocket and it's just beautiful. The engineering on it is uh, amazing, but they, they are going to be coming out with two models, uh, uh, and I think those, that's pretty well confirmed. Uh, the new Galaxy uh, Z Fold 3 and also a, uh, a Flip 3 as well, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. The The big thing for me is, you know, it's awesome tech. And definitely as we get further down the generations of these devices, the better they get, the cleaner, sleeker they get. Um, but are they still going to be expensive? Because I think one of the big things holding the foldables back it's one of two things, either the price, which, you know, these are, these were quite expensive, quite a lot more expensive than their non-folding siblings, which are probably maybe debatably um, better powered. Yeah. Right. So you can get a, a better, uh, better device that doesn't fold, but it's not as cool. It's not as small. It's not as pocketable. And um, it doesn't have that wow factor that some of these foldables have had. Right now, those those phones are up in the two thousand dollar plus category. Yeah. You know, getting up as much as you know three thousand. Um, what price do you think it needs to get down to, John? Like, well, I mean, the thing is, I get that it's a premium piece of tech that's different, but yet similar to sort of the the main flagships, right? Like an S twenty one, for example, or a Note, right? Yeah. So it needs to offer something different. To, to set it aside other than just the fact that it folds and has a screen that can be, you know, folded in half and not break. Cause these things are still kind of thick. I mean, they've done amazing things to make them thinner, but you know, the fold, it's a big device and you know, yeah. it's cool, right? Because it folds out into a tablet, 
which is is yeah. great if you're you know doing you know watching uh, video and, and, and things like that. Um, and even the the flip one, the little clam uh, shell one, it's still kind of a little bit chunky. I mean, I like it because it fits into my pocket really nicely, yeah. um, but still still kind of thick. Uh, but yeah, it's the the price. I, th- I think you're right on that. Like it it, it has to get down to that thousand dollar price range, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, maybe you don't have like a million cameras because you know it's not the flagship phone. But maybe maybe you can find a, a sweet spot for the pricing so that that is more of a feature than people that maybe don't care about what processors in it, right? Because they figure, well, it's the new Samsung. It's going to have, have a good enough processor for my purposes, but I really want a cool folding phone that I can just put in my pocket or my purse and not have to think about. But, you know, the other thing about the, the fold, um, you mentioned that, you know, it, it opens up into a full-size tablet. Well, you take any tablet and you fold it in half. It's still a, a lot of material. <laughs> like, yeah, un- unless, unless the tablet itself is like, millimeters thick it's going to be a while before we're going to have that kind of cool folding tech that's going to be and i i've, I've used this so many times and people are always sick of it the westworld folding tablet yes thing yeah like that's that's science fiction it's completely fake it's computer generated but it's kind of like the benchmark for me as to where it's practical where it literally is like the thinnest ipad that they make actually probably thinner than that that folds in half and it doesn't seem to take up any more space when it's folded either. I wonder if Apple has to get into the, the folding phone market to make well, it. And there, there was some rumors that they, they are working on one, but Apple also sometimes isn't the first to market on this stuff. So they wait and see. <laughs> They're how letting Samsung else figure it out. Hey? <laughs> yeah. Figures well, out what works and what doesn't. Well, we'll uh, have to stay tuned. I think uh, a big thing though, uh, that's, is not being announced uh, is a new Galaxy Note. You know the big kind of phablet yeah. phone with the the pen. Uh, you know yeah. has has a very loyal audience, but we're not going to see one this year. It's interesting because I mean, one of the, that that of the Samsung devices, folding or not, the Note has always been my favorite. Yeah, it, it, it is the most stuff packed into it, and it I think it's worth the additional price point. But I also wonder if maybe, maybe they're starting to realize that having a yearly update cycle is not the best play because of the fact that not everyone's willing to drop that kind of money annually for a device that is still perfectly good three years down the road. It, it is a lot of money. I, I do know that uh, they're going to be releasing a uh, Samsung S22, and it will. I think one of them will support the, the S Pen. So I just wonder if it's going to get to a point where they're kind of blend those two models together. Yeah, especially, you know, in the fact that the fold might become the new note. Yeah. Right. Like, Oh, that's true. Right. If the fold works with a stylus, then maybe that is the new note. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's interesting, uh, you know, by dropping the, uh, the note this year and, and there's a number of different reasons. It's just kind of been a obviously weird two years here as far as uh, the pandemic and how that's affected everything from, uh, you know, a shortage of, uh, chips and just people's buying habits, uh, as, as well. So, um, you know, I think it's going to take another couple of years for the, you know, the smartphone, uh, market to kind of, uh, recover. And I think it's going to reshuffle itself as well. I think we'll see, uh, some new, um, some new, trends and patterns with the, the smartphones that are coming out. And speaking of that, we're going to have to take a break, but when we come back, uh, we're going to be talking about a couple other new models. Uh, 
coming from Google, uh, a new Pixel 6 and uh, a new Huawei uh, P50 phone as well. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike and John here. We've uh, been talking about uh, new phones coming out in the fall and some of the, the rumors uh, uh, about the Samsung line. We'll get more information here coming up this week. So next week, uh, we'll have some more definitive uh, answers for you. Uh, but also coming out are phones from Google and Huawei. Huawei used to be a huge contender in the smartphone market. Uh, they were, uh, I think, number two in the world back a couple of years ago. But uh, that all changed when the U.S. Uh, put them on the entity list. Uh, they were unable to uh, use a lot of uh, U.S. technology, chips, and even software. Uh, the latest phones uh, aren't able to use Google software, which uh, has uh, definitely hurt uh, hurt their sales. Uh, they are uh, announcing a couple new models, uh, a new Huawei P50 and P50 Pro. Uh, some, some pretty good specs on them, uh, John. Uh, I don't know if you've seen some pictures of them, but beautiful looking phones. They got two kind of round camera bumps on the back. That uh, hmm. kind of looks cool, but the big story is we won't see those in Canada this year. Yeah, they're scaling back. Um, in North America in general, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I think we might not even see them in Europe as well. You know, I've you know talking to some insiders, uh, they basically are saying that we probably won't see any of uh, their phones till 2022. They're actually working on their own operating system, which is a whole story in itself, uh, and their own chips and chipsets as well, so they don't have to rely on any uh, U.S. technology. So so the, the P50 line will only be available in China then? I think so, and, and parts yeah. of uh, Asia. Uh, the big story, though, John, you know, Huawei's, uh, you know, a force to be reckoned with. These guys are, you know, heavy into the technology and, and innovation. I know not very popular when I mention them on the show. I always get some emails uh, about it. But, uh, you know, we do have to, you know, watch them and, and uh, you know, see the types of technologies uh, they're coming out with. Uh, they can't use Google Android anymore. They have come up with their own operating system, Harmony. And this is a big thing. Uh, they've already got, I think, uh, you know, over a thousand companies and devices that are using this new operating system. So everything from tablets to computers to uh, TVs uh, and, and smart digital assistants uh, will be using this. So a lot of Chinese companies are going to be going to this from Google. Well, it, it, it could also become a third, like, real player in that space, right? Because I think it will uh, because the Chinese government doesn't want to rely on the U.S., do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I think they'll encourage a lot of Chinese electronics companies to look at using Harmony as opposed to Google. But isn't Harmony still just a version of the open source Android? I have to get more details uh, on it, yeah. definitely. But um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a big story, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll follow up on uh, that, uh, definitely. Uh, Google... John, uh, a lot of people like the Google Pixel phones, and so uh, we're looking at some potentially new Pixel 6 phones that have their own Google chips in them. Yeah, this is actually something... There's a couple interesting things about this. Um, they they called it a, a preview that they announced uh, earlier uh, this month uh, that they were coming up with the Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro. And basically, this is their, you know, flagship phones. These are, the Pixel phones have always been really popular with people that like Android because they're the cleanest, simplest uh, version of, of Android. 
they get the updates before anybody else. They get a lot of features that are unique to those devices only. And um, they're also now working, like you said, on their new system on a chip uh, that'll be inside these things. And it's called Tensor, uh, which is um, Tensor Processing Units or TPU. Um, it uses the same type of technology in their data centers. So um, it's not just one processor. It's, it's a bunch of different processors that do all the work. And it's, it's also the name of their... Um, uh, the software that's used for AI processing, tensor packaging is what they call it. Um, and it basically, you just throw a bunch of data at it and it figures out how to how to do things depending on how you've programmed it. So it's really interesting how they're sort of kind of like Huawei, you know, working on their own thing and trying to be more self-sufficient that way. But like I said, this is more of a preview or a tease. They, they didn't actually announce any specifics about when these would be available. The rumor is like, likely October. And we didn't even get a lot of details about these phones other than some, some photos, some renders, I guess. And one of the most uh, striking changes is they don't have a camera bump anymore. They have a camera bar. Yeah. It goes right across the top of uh, the phone. Yeah. Down, down a little bit from the top. Yeah, Yeah. So these, these are like flagship phones that they want to go up against the best from Apple and Samsung. Yeah. Yeah. And, They've always been very uh, competitively priced for what you get, right? Yes. They might not have the best camera, but they have the best camera software, right? And the price points were always very, very aggressive compared to the Samsungs or even the Apples, you know, in that space, um, because you're not necessarily getting the most premium features. Like even the, remember the Pixel 4, it wasn't even waterproofed? Yeah, yeah. You know, again, like skimping on a couple little things, but again, they brought the price down, made it more accessible to people. So, um, you know, you can buy a buck bag. So, um, but it's it's just, I think it's really interesting what they're trying to do. And this big push that they're doing for um, going at their own with their own chipset. Yeah, it looks like a lot of companies are doing that. Obviously, Apple went their own way with their chipsets uh, back, uh, you know, several years ago, and I think it's paid uh, huge dividends for them. So it looks like Google's trying to to blaze a path here uh, as as well. So I'm I'm interested to to see. You know, I think we're going to get more of an announcement of the the Pixel sixes come October. Uh, you know, will they? also have some cheaper versions of it as well because these are going to be north of a thousand dollars easy because they want to compete against uh you know the top end iphones and and samsung phones so will they have kind of cheaper versions for the the mass market uh, as well because they've done quite well with those yeah absolutely and like i said they're very desirable phones no matter which version you get yeah Um, we had the 4g and we had the 5g versions uh to differentiate them and and also change the, the price point as well yeah, a lot of people, uh, a lot of friends I have uh, actually use the Google Pixel phones, and they swear by them. And you're right, John, the, the software on them, uh, you know, they might not be as powerful, you know, with the chips as compared to some of the higher-end Samsung phones uh, and the iPhones, and they might not have uh, as, you know, high-end cameras, but because of the combination of the cameras they use and the software, uh, there are some of the top camera phones out there right now. Yeah, they were one of the first with the, the best night mode functionality. Yeah. Yeah, they kind of. It wasn't because they had a great lens or a, a camera on it. It was because they had really good software. 
But we'll be uh, keeping uh, on top of that and uh, filling you in. Don't forget to enter our contest, giving away a bunch of uh, Kingston gear, Kingston Technology RAM packs. So if you have been looking to give your, your desktop computer a little more oomph, we're giving away three sets of 64 gigabytes of RAM. And uh, these are uh, RGB RAM modules as well. They light up inside your computer. They're, they're crazy and fast. And we'll also give away uh, a lot of uh, Kingston Fury uh, merchandise packs as well. Hoodies, T-shirts, hats. All you have to do is hit our contest page, getconnectedmedia.com. When we come back from the break, more tech to talk. Stay tuned. You are back with the app show. Mike and John here. One more shout out to the contest. Uh, we're giving away some cool prizes from Kingston Technology. They make uh, all sorts of great RAM for your computers. Giving away uh, three sets of the new Kingston Fury 64 gigabyte RGB memory kits. These are valued at over 300 bucks each. If you've got a desktop computer, this will speed up that uh, system dramatically. Uh, these uh, memory chips also have glowing lights as well. So if you're into building your own gaming uh, PCs, these are uh, fantastic to have. Uh, we also have some Fury merchandise packs from Kingston. These are branded uh Clothing uh, bits, everything from hoodies to T-shirts to hats, and these are valued at 125 bucks uh, each. If you want uh, a chance to win, you just have to go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, hit that contest page, and there's extra chances to win. You can get extra entries, uh, and you just basically have to follow some of the instructions there. But uh, it's it's a fantastic uh, contest. Don't forget to uh, check out our website uh, as well. We've got lots of great content up there at getconnectedmedia.com, all sorts of uh, product reviews, uh, great blogs and articles, and all sorts of different videos as well. Everything to help you get connected with uh, technology. And speaking of Get Connected, that's our sister show. It's on uh, across the country on Saturdays on the Chorus Radio Network, and uh, a fantastic one-hour program that uh, covers all aspects of tech in our lives. Again, called Get Connected. And you can uh, pick up both of our programs, Get Connected and the App Show, as podcasts on your favorite podcasting platforms, uh, whether that's Spotify or Apple Podcasts uh, as well. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together. We will see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, Tune in, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.